Hey there, and thank you for tuning in to the Rock Guys Podcast. Guess what? We are on episode 12. Yes, so excited about episode 12. And episode 12 brings you Scorpions. Scorpions are a German heavy metal band formed in 1965. Yes, 1965. It was a little while ago. Even, yes, even before my time. In Hanover by Rudolf Schenker. Now, Rudolf Schenker, he stays with the band throughout the years. This is the guy. The most successful lineup of the group was from 1979 to 1992, putting out some pretty decent shit. Described to be the heroes of heavy metal by Rolling Stones magazine and influencing many great bands. Scorpions has received three World Music Awards, a star on the Hollywood Rock Wall, and a spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and have sold over 110 million records in total. This is one amazing band. But before I get too far, stay tuned. Hear the Scorpions on the Rock Guys podcast. Right here, right now. Get your rock fix. The Rock. Guys. Mm, the Rock Guys. The Rock Guys. Mm, the Rock Guys. The Rock Guys. Mm, the Rock Guys. Thank you for st- Sticking around for the Rock Guys podcast. I thank you and I thank you. Oh, and especially you. Let's get on with it. Rudolf Schenker was a 16-year-old guitarist from Hildesheim, Germany, who launched the band in 1964. In the beginning, the band had a beat influence and Rudolf would handle the vocals. In 1970 is when things started to really show, when Rudolf's younger brother Michael and vocalist Klaus Mein joined. The group recorded and released their first album, Lonesome Crow, with Lothar Heimberg on bass and Wolfgang Zioni for drums, and recorded some previous songs. For the Lonesome Crow tour, the band opened for an upcoming band called UFO. Just as the Scorpions were halfway through their tour, Rudolf's brother Michael who was the guitarist, accepted an offer from UFO for lead guitar. After UFO guitarist Mick Bolton left the group, the band continued touring with the help of Uli John Roth, who was introduced to the band by Michael. Michael's big move left the band to break up. In 1973, now this gets interesting, Eli Roth, the guitarist who helped them finish their tour, was asked to join, saying he'd prefer to stay in the band Don Road. Well, Rudolph, he really liked Yuli and wanted to work with him more, but also didn't want to restart Scorpions with the same lineup. So Rudolph ended up joining Don Road. Yuli and the band's bassist, Franz Buchholz, convinced Rudolph to get Klaus Mind to join on vocals, which he did. The band decided to change their name to Scorpions since it, well, it's already been popular throughout the Germany hard rock scene with an album already released, so it just made more sense. 
1974, the new lineup consisting of Uli Roth on guitar, Francis Buchholz for bass, Akim Kirschning for keyboards, Jürgen Rosenthal on drums, Rudolf Schenker on guitar, and Klaus Mein for vocals. Released Fly to the Rainbow, which became more successful than their first album, Lonesome Crow. After the re-recording, Akim Kirschning, the keyboardist, left the band and soon thereafter Jürgen Rosenthal was drafted into the army replaced by Jürgen Fetcher who was later replaced by Rudy Lenners from Belgium in 1975. The band released In Trance that year and it showed the positive direction the band was heading in. Their next release Virgin Killer in 1976 featured an album cover that was pretty controversial and stirred up controversy in the UK and the US and elsewhere. Because of this the album cover was changed and reissued in some countries. The following year Rudy Lenners resigned for personal reasons. Oh come on suck it up. Holy jeez, you would have made some good coin here. And was replaced by Herman Rarebell as the band's new drummer. In 1977, with their next album taken by force, their record label pushed the promotion on the radio and record stores. Eli Roth didn't like the commercial path they were taking, and after performing for them on their Japan tour, he left to start his own band, Electric Sun, before the band's release of their double live album, Tokyo Tapes. In mid-1978, the band finally decided on hiring Matthias Jabs after auditioning around 140 guitarists for the position, and after doing so, left the record label company RCA. The band joined Mercury Records in the US and Harvest EMI worldwide to record Love Drive. Michael Schenker made an appearance for the recording of Love Drive, offering three guitarists, Love Drive was the album that cemented the formula for Scorpions that mixed rock songs with melodic ballads. The band proved their international following by reaching number 55 on the U.S. charts. In 1980, Scorpions released Animal Magnetism, of course with another provocative cover. But I didn't consider it to be that provocative, but you be the judge. I think it's fine. Soon after the release, Klaus started having throat problems and required surgery with doubts that he would ever be singing again. In the meantime, the band started working on their next album, Blackout, in 1981. Don Dawkin provided guidance and backing vocals while Klaus healed his sore throat. Klaus finally healed and finished with the album recording in 1982. Blackout quickly became their best-selling album so far, eventually reaching platinum status. Klaus's voice was as strong as before, showing no signs of weakness at all. With the success brought on to them with the release of Blackout, the Scorpions performed on day two of the three-day U.S. festival concert held in California in 1983 to over 375,000 fans. The concert was aired live on MTV and gave the band wide exposure for a live show. In 1984, the Scorpions released Love at First Sting, and it went double platinum in the U.S. within a few months after its release. But it's no wonder with hits like their single, Rock You Like a Hurricane, the amount of their music video's airplay also contributed to their boost. Named by Rolling Stones magazine as the Heroes of Heavy Metal, the band toured extensively for the promotion of Love at First Sting and released their second live album, Worldwide Live, in 1985, which became a huge success, released at the peak of their popularity. 
Released in 1988, Savage Amusement brought a different style than their previous stuff. More polished and mature sound. Similar to the spandex rock that was popular at that time. You know, like along the lights of uh, Def Leppard and such. But in 1989, Scorpions released Best of Rockers and Ballads, a compilation album containing their hits from 79 to 88, and also contains some previously unreleased tracks. In 1990, the band returned to the studios with their new producer and shortly after released Crazy World. This album contained the rock ballad Wind of Change, which is why this album had the kind of success it did. Wind of Change was that song that just depicted what was happening at that time. Uh, That was the time of the Berlin Wall and the end of the Cold War. So it really touched a vibe on a lot of people and it was a really strong ballad. Honestly, if you haven't heard Wind of Change, please go away. Just, Just leave. After the Crazy World Tour, longtime bassist Francis Bouchold left the band. In 1993, Face the Heat was released with Ralph Reicherman on bass. It was a moderate success. Scorpion's 13th studio album, Pure Instinct, came out in 1996. Kurt Kress had filled in on drums on the album since Herman Rarebell left the group just prior to recording to set up a recording label. The band then hired James Kotak of Louisville, Kentucky for the permanent position as drummer. In 1999, they released Eye to Eye, but the two is like a Roman numeral two. With a different change in the band's style, adding some elements of pop and techno, this album did not do well. The following year, in 2000, the band collaborated with the Berlin Philharmonic to release Moment of Glory. Almost like, uh, you know, on Metallica's Tales with S&M, right? In 2001, the band released an acoustic album called um, Acoustica. Yeah. It had reworkings of the band's bigger hits, obviously played in acoustic, plus some new tracks. In 2004, Unbreakable came out and was hailed as a comeback album. It was the heaviest since Face the Heat, but probably more due to poor promotion, it did not do nearly well. In 2007, the band released Humanity, Hour One, and the tour called the Humanity World Tour shortly followed. Also in 2007, the band agreed to collaborate with Guitar Hero and have their signature songs featured in the video game series. In 2009, the band received Germany's Echo Honorary Award for Lifetime Achievement. The Scorpions' 17th studio album, Sting in the Tail, was released in early 2010 and was originally thought to be their final album. In April, they got their handprint on the Rock Walk in Hollywood, and despite the band thinking of breaking up, they continued working, touring, playing, writing. They've had some leftover songs from a few past albums, and in 2013, they released the album MTV Unplugged in Athens, and announced in 2014 a new album release for 2015. Their new album, Return to Forever, was released in February of 2015, and in January of 2017, the Scorpions were inducted to the Hall of Heavy Metal History. Proceeds from the ceremony benefited the Ronnie James Dio Cancer Fund. 
Way to go, guys. In July of 2020, Scorpions entered the studios to record their 19th studio album, with a tentative release in 2021. The discography for Scorpions consists of 18 albums, 19th being their new album that's due to be released. But here we go. It's as follows. Lonesome Crow, 72. Fly to the Rainbow in 74. In Trance came out in 75. In 1976 came Virgin Killer in 77, Taken by Force. Love Drive came out in 79, Animal Magnetism in 80, Blackout in 82, Love at First Sting in 84, Savage Amusement in 88. Oh, by the way, these all start with a 19. So it's 1972, 1970, just checking. In 1990 brought us Crazy World. Face the Heat came out in 93, Pure Instinct in 96, Eye to Eye came out in 99, Moment of Glory in 2000. Uh, This is the one that was recorded with the orchestra, so it's not really a studio album, or would it be? I don't know. Unbreakable came out in 2004, Humanity Hour 1 came out in 2007, Sting in the Tail in 2010, Come Black in 2011. Come Black is a a compilation album that they put out. And Return to Forever in 2015. Now keep in mind, 2021 should be good. The Scorpions have played over 2,500 concerts in 80 countries and have received upwards of about 28 awards. I tell you, this band, there's something else. So stay tuned now for Metal Album. Metal Album. Hey there and thank you for sticking around for Rock Album. On this episode of Rock Album, I plan on discussing Blackout. Why? Why do you keep asking? Blackout was the band's eighth studio album and it came out in 1982. This was the album that woke America up to the Scorpions by bringing them melodies and choruses unbridled to anything from before. Klaus Mein underwent surgery for his vocal cords during the writing of the album and the band feared that he wouldn't recover in time for the recording. Rudolf Schenker told Kerrang! magazine that he could not choose from which guitar solo on China White, so he put it on the UK version and the other one on the US version, so now you have two different versions in two different continents. The lineup for Blackout was Klaus Mein on vocals, Rudolf Schenker for guitar, Matthias Jabs for lead guitar, Francis Bouchols for bass, and Herman Rarebell on drums. The album was certified gold in 1982 and went platinum in 1984. In 2017, Rolling Stones placed the album at number 73 on their list of 100 greatest metal albums of all time. The set list for Blackout consists of nine songs. One, the title song, Blackout. Two, Can't Live Without You. Three, No One Like You. Four, You Give Me All I Need. Five, Now. Six, Dynamite. Seven, Arizona. Eight, China White. Oh, funny thing about China White, they were actually uh, one of the intro songs on WCW. Number nine, When the Smoke is Going Down. So hopefully you enjoyed the rock album I chose, but... Up next, I think I hear Bobby. But first, it's time for Rock Trivia. Rock, 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 rock. Trivia. Here, here, Rock Trivia. 
Hey, you made it to rock trivia. Good on you. So it's going to be maybe a little bit trickier. It all depends on if you're a Scorpions fan or not. So maybe I'll be going easy on you. But for the ones that aren't too familiar with Scorpions, it may be a little harder. Okay, so which song from the Scorpions depicted the tearing down of the Berlin Wall? That's right, Winds of Change. Good job. Bobby's World. Hey, and thank you for still being here for Bobby's World in all of its entirety. So on Bobby's World, I decided to cover the song No One Like You. It is a very strong song, and it was the lead single off the Scorpions' eighth studio album, Blackout, which I just covered and came out in 1982. The video was shot on Alcatraz Island, showing Klaus Mein being bearer of capital punishment. The song hit number 65 on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles Chart, number one position on the U.S. Billboard Rock Charts, and peaked at number 49 in Canada. Woo! No One Like You was covered by the band Lagwagon in 2000 and appears on Guitar Hero Encore, Rocks the 80s, Rock Revolution, and Rock Band 4. No One Like You has also appeared in the movie Rock of Ages and is featured in the show Supernatural. Well, I'm a Supernatural fan and I've heard it there, so I am confirming this. This concludes another episode of the Rock Guys podcast. I'm your host, Bobby, and tune in next episode for, well, it's going to be a surprise again. (laughs) Please like, rate, share, comment, and subscribe. Help me get back to your ear holes. Stay safe and stay unsober.